You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Brand new week. How are you today, Bruce? Healthy and alive as usual. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Do you know who else is, uh, well, he's alive. Uh, he's not necessarily in the best of health. Uh, Marty, just got off the phone with him and he does send his regards. He's doing, uh, he's doing a lot better than he was. He's going into the hospital here in a couple of days. Uh, so prayers all around the block for him. Uh, if you are a, a longtime listener of ours, uh, if you're a new listener, you will be graced with his presence very, very soon. As he said that uh, once he's out of the hospital and back into his humble abode, he will be rejoining us as soon as possible. However, he has been listening and he did say that we've been doing fantastic work and to keep up the good job and all the rest of it, you know, but he did say to pass on to not only yourself, but all of the listeners as well, that he misses you all. He loves you all. And he will be back to give you his considered and informed opinion very, very soon, because we're welcome to it, right? That's what he always says. We're welcome to it. But he did say that uh, he was listening to yesterday's podcast and he said, you know what? That's a different format than what we would normally do. And I said, yeah, I said, that's that's the point of a roundtable discussion. We thought we would take a different approach and just kind of let things go where they would go. And the more I thought on it as we were going through it, I said, you know what? This is the kind of conversation we'd be having if if all four of us that were there, if all four of us would be sitting around in a parlor somewhere having a cup of coffee or whatever. This is the conversation we would have been having. That's what it would have been. And Marty was saying, you know what? I wish I would have been there because I had this point. I had that point. I had this point. I had that point. I wanted to just I wanted to throw in there. He says, I found myself actually talking back to the podcast, <laughs> to wanting to weigh in on on that point. He says, but I just couldn't do it. He says, so the next time you do one of those, he says, I want to be in on it. Fair enough. Uh, he has a seat reserved for the next one that we do. That was a little bit of a different one. We got some good feedback from that. We got some negative feedback from that. But that's the point, again, of a roundtable discussion is you need to hear the opposing points. We're not some echo chamber of affirmation around here. We don't all agree. God, I hope we never do. The whole point is to hear other opinions and discuss other points of view that we don't agree with. That's the point. That's what we're missing in the world today is good, healthy dialogue with opposing points of view. And we can be civil about it. Even though it might seem heated, we can still be civil about it. But you did say it once before, Bruce, as we were having a lot. I mean, to be honest with you, that just as you said, those conversations, those are usually the ones that we have behind the scenes that we don't actually have mm-hmm. out uh, out in front. And you actually said it a couple of times. You're like, you know what? These are the conversations we need to be recording. And so we did. That was a two hour conversation. And you know, the worst part was once we finished, I think we went on for another two hours after <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. But four hours is just it's just too much. Two hours, I thought, was was too much. But uh, we could we could probably go on for maybe four to six hours if we really sat down and uh, and put our minds to it. But um, yeah, that's um, was a little bit different take. Uh, but we'll, we will be doing one of those again. Uh, we'll be doing another roundtable format uh, in the future. And of course, Marty will be on the next one. And uh, we'll see who else we can get on for that one. Uh, maybe Mike would like to come back on. I don't know. Mike, if you're listening, uh, call me. <laughs> call, call me, send me a message or something. Uh, let me know how you're doing. Uh, anyway, 
All right. Uh, new week. Uh, I, I, I don't even know where to begin with all this, uh, th this crap. Um, I'm inundated with uh, the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci again. It's like he, he hasn't had enough. Uh, he hasn't enough. He hasn't had enough screen time in the last what three weeks, four weeks. So now he's back out again. Do you want to even start with that? Do you, do you want to talk about other things? I mean, yeah. obviously it's going to yeah. lead to him. Let's go right into it. You want to go yeah. right into it? All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're getting close to the holidays. He's got to come out. Yeah. 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 He's got to come out. Okay. Um. First and foremost, uh, where was it? Here it is. First and foremost, the question is. Dr. Anthony Fauci, are we going to be able, because it's not even Halloween yet, are we going to be able to gather for Christmas this year? Take a listen. But we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell? You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've just got to yeah. concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not try yeah. to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time. Yeah, see... It's just it is too early to tell whether or not we're going to be able to gather for Christmas. And of course, you know that that's the direction they're going to go anyway. They're already going to start with that new letter out from the DOD today saying if you're a DOD employee, you've got to be double vaccinated by November 22nd. That seems to be their next mile marker, if you will. Everything was pushing us towards the end of November, first part of October. Now they're saying, well, November 22nd, that'll get them. They need something to get them through the to the end of the year. And that's why they're already starting right now talking about Christmas. So it's just too soon to tell. Bruce, are you are you ready to celebrate Christmas with a mask on? You're going to put a mask on Santa. You're going to put a, a, I saw a, no joke. No joke. I saw a nativity scene advertised a couple of days ago. I don't know what retail outlet was selling it. Every single one of the figures in the nativity scene with the baby Jesus, all the shepherds, Mary, Joseph, hell, even the camels. And the donkeys had masks on. All of them. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. Well, you know, we, we might be able to spread COVID to our pets now, uh, of course. So it's good that they, they protected. Uh, um, honestly, I'm going to celebrate it the same way I did last year. I'm going to visit family. We're not going to socially distance. We're not going to wear a mask. And um, if... People are vaccinated or not, I, I really don't care. We'll probably get into a discussion about it more than likely because that's most of what I uh, have been exposed to. You know, conversation is 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 kind of difficult at the holiday season because everything's so politicized, to be honest. Um, that's that's really frustrating, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. But what else are you supposed to do, right? I mean, I said well over a year ago, I said, ignore these people. Just ignore them. If that's what we would have done in the first place, we wouldn't be in this mess. If we would have just ignored them and gone about our daily lives, well, then we would have been fine. Instead, now we're listening to what these morons have to say. You know what? It's not even a matter of a majority of these people listening. Let's take the situation they're putting everybody in. OK, let's look at the vaccinated people, quote vaccinated, right? Because it's not actually a vaccine. It doesn't protect you. Uh, it doesn't stop you getting it. Doesn't stop you giving it. Blah, blah, blah. All the rest of it. So that doesn't work yet. You have a crowd of people, ourselves included, that are not taking it, that are not going to take it. In that respect, by how they're behaving, the unvaccinated are a control group, right? You see, I think something really bad, really, really horrible is coming down the line with these vaccines. Something bad's going to come out or something bad's going to happen with them, and they need to get as many people shot up with this thing as they can. That's my guess. That's my guess based on the way that they're behaving. That's all. 
based on the way that they're behaving. They are in a full-blown panic mode, pedal to the metal, foot to the floor, whatever analogy you want to use, to get these vaccines into the arms of people. Why? If the unvaccinated people, which that's what they promote, we'll play another clip of Fauci here in a second. If the unvaccinated people are at such risk, where are all the unvaccinated deaths? Don't tell me they're there. Show me. You know damn well if they were there and they were loading up city morgues and and all those 18 wheelers that they trucked into these hospitals that were refrigerated to deal with all the bodies. You know damn well if those things were overflowing and they had to stack bodies out there in the streets, there would be news cameras from CBS, NBC, MSNBC, ABC and all the rest of the, the alphabet media out there all over it. But they're not there. If the unvaccinated are such at risk of hospitalization and death... Explain two things to me. Why are they firing all of the healthcare workers who refuse to take it, who last year were heroes, who are now being thrown overboard with no life preserver? And two, if they're at such high risk of death, what do you care? They'll be out of your way. What do you care? What are your thoughts, Bruce? Am I, am I often thinking that? Am I often in, in going down that road with it? I mean, well, there's a reason they're pushing so hard. And I'm trying to justify it to myself in some way. And that's all I can come up with. The only reason, based on the, the data, the papers we've seen, the uh, doctors we've heard from, the only thing, the only reason I can see that they're pushing this vaccine, uh, hell, not, not just the vaccine, but the masks, the mandates, the, the vaccine passports, everything, all the stuff that they're mm -hmm. doing with this. It's control. That's the only thing I can conclude because they're not following science. There's nothing in there that they're following that's science. It, it, it's all contradictory. If they truly were thinking of uh, following the science, then they would be uh, paying tribute to those that have already gotten the vaccine or not vaccine, but the virus and have over, overcome it. Because no, you had all right. the data showing that. Yeah, right. <laughs> because the data is showing that people that have had the virus uh and have uh you know survived it they have better protection than what the vaccines are giving vaccines are are having breakthroughs like crazy now it's not it what was it like 33 percent effective against the delta variant and any of the other variants that are after that are Something bypassing like that, yeah. it completely yeah with mu lambda and epsilon yeah it's not even working at all yeah so and they're saying it's going to reduce hospitalization rates i i don't believe it because we, we we've seen with the mrnas they, they target one specific, the spike protein that was in alpha, and the other variants don't have that. So it's not going to work at all versus that. So it, it, it makes no sense that it's, it's going to be effective in some way. Um, well, so now they're going to create the, the hospital can... problem. They're, they're going to create the hospital problem, the, the overrun right. hospitals now, because they fired all the, uh, the hospital. Well, yeah, they fired all the hospital workers for not taking whatever in hell this thing is. And I literally mean whatever in the hell this thing is, because we're looking into something right now and that's we're trying to confirm it. And that's that's another conversation for another day. Uh, but they're now going to create the surging hospital problem. But that's not because of covid. That's because you've got an exorbitant amount of cases. You've got people dying of the jab, people going into the hospital from having the vaccine. And now they're not going to be able to treat all the other normal patients that would go in there. Now they're going to create the COVID surge, aren't they? That's what yeah. they're going to do. And we just had, we went through an entire year of people not taking, um, having their elective surgeries, be it heart surgery, cancer treatment, those kind of things. Now it's going to come and bite them in the ass. And now they're going to have an increased number of, of those people needing treatments if they didn't already die. 
on, on top of the uh, reduced staff numbers and everything, uh, no, this is this is all about control. This is all about destroying the American system and getting them under the boot, under the the control of some authoritarian nonsense. It, no, uh, I I don't know what else it would be at this point. So we're currently having some uh, technical difficulties, as is a lot of the uh, the world at the moment. Uh, we're having some internet problems, so we're doing as best we can. Uh, I do have some videos here of hospital people, or excuse me, hospital workers that are being fired from um, you know places in hospitals in New York and things like that that are now out in the streets. But of course, we can't play any of them. I can't show you what's going on because now all of our uh, uh, all of our stuff seems to be going down. Anyway, we'll talk about that here. If we get to that, uh, we'll talk about the internet outages here shortly. And hopefully this doesn't cut us off. Hopefully this service that we're using here doesn't seem to be affected at the moment. But you were right about destroying the uh, the American system. Well, it's not just the American system, because whatever happens there is going to happen everywhere else. Same thing as what's going on in Australia. The Australian people finally rise up and smash those um, compromised individuals from the city of Beijing, then, well, you'll see the same thing ripple across. It only needs to happen in one place, and then it will go everywhere else. And don't give me the example of the Scandinavian countries. Their governments are already sold out, compromised, and cut their jobs. They don't care. They hit their targets. They just backed off, and the people don't care. That's fair enough. I I, I don't I don't know that it'll get I don't know that it'll get too heated in Australia because um, they gave up all their guns back in the nineties. So yeah. As part of this, quite frankly, I think it was leading to this point, to be fair. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was it was uh, waiting for the right time and yeah. moment. And just to kind of put that into perspective, back in the 90s, when they gave those up, who was sitting in the U.S. White House at the time? When Flynn. did we start? Exactly. When did we start to see the big transference and the big sellouts and the big business deals and all the rest of it? When did that start? Who was in the White House when all that started? That's when it started. Yeah. So... Basically, what we're saying is, is this was a uh, may not be planned in the sense of uh, this is all orchestrated. It's planned in the sense of they set a bunch of time bombs in locations. And when they finally went off, uh, they could exploit the whatever, whatever the issue was. Uh, as an example, COVID, we talked about it. They they started the research in North Carolina, went to Canada, went to China, and then they continued the, the stuff in China. That was a ticking time bomb. It was eventually going to get out or released one of the two, and they could they could exploit it when it finally happened. You know, I heard about 10 years ago and I was listening to somebody on strategic planning. He was talking about uh, World War Three and he said Australia. They were talking about places to move, places to go to and things like that. And one of the questions was Australia. Would you go to Australia? This is 10, 11 years ago. I heard this guy talking about this and he says, no, Australia is is off the table 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. The guy said, no, absolutely not. And they said, well, why is Australia off the table? And he says, the Chinese are eventually going to occupy Australia. Same thing with Hawaii. They are eventually going to occupy Hawaii. The Russians will eventually occupy Alaska again. That was the that was the consensus. And that seems to be the way that it's heading, doesn't it? Seems to be that way. The Chinese want Australia. They just don't want any Australians. The Chinese want America. They don't want any Americans. They'll take Canada too. But to be quite honest, I think they've they've already brokered a deal with the Russians to take parts of Canada. I think that's already been in the works. There have been a lot of incursions of not only Chinese uh, warships, but also Russian aircraft breaking the international line into Alaska in the last two, three years. No one understands why. Well, it all makes sense now. If you if you think about it, if you go back 10, 11 years 
when I was listening to this person talk about the way that things are going to change geopolitically, seems to line up, seems to check out. But okay, New York, right? We know New York's getting hit by these uh, mandates. Doctors, nurses, all medical staff, they're all being fired. Uh, they're out there burning. I think it was in Brooklyn. They're out there burning their uh, their coats in the streets, burning their uh, their lab coats in the streets. They're on the Brooklyn Bridge as we speak right now. Doctors and nurses have shut down the Brooklyn Bridge. But of course, as I said, uh, we're dealing with some internet problems at the moment, so I can't play any of that video. So unfortunately, we can't see it. I'm just, I'm still getting text. So that's, that is still flowing to me, but I can't see any, uh, any actual video of it. New York City restaurants are tanking right now, thanks to these vaccine mandates. Vaccine passports got to go everywhere. As I said, that's not meant to let you reopen your business. That's meant to slow bleed your business. That's meant to shut you down. Do you know what that is in reality? A vaccine passport for your business? Actually, a vaccine passport, period. Do you know what that is? That's an economic sanction. That's what that is. It's like siege. It's the most ancient form of warfare. The attacking group comes in, they surround your city, and they cut off your flow of resources and the supplies you get. Well, that's what they're doing to the businesses, aren't they? They're putting the businesses under siege by saying, you're going to put these in, or we're going to fine you up to $700,000 a day for each infraction. That's siege. That's what that is. That's economic sanctions against your business. Oh, but you put the vaccine passports in. Okay, we'll back off. But there again, you're still in the same trap. The amount of money that's being brought into your business is only being brought in by the people that, well, quite frankly, they're the ones that are dumb enough to go out and do it. But that's a form of sanction to you. They're limiting the amount of money and resources come into your business. And pretty soon it'll be, uh, well, we can't do business with this supplier, that supplier, because they're not vaccinated or they don't have enough staff and the supply line's not going to work. And uh, well, we can't do that because they have this amount of employees that are out sick, so they can't be there. I was talking to somebody two days ago in the US that is trying to run a small business. Okay, they're trying to manage their small business. They're having to work 70 hours just to try and keep up with it because they've got three people out that are not sick. They have been ordered by the health department to quarantine because they've been around other people that are sick. Do you see what this is doing? In the city of New York, once thriving businesses are turning into virtual ghost towns. Gee, I wonder why. And it's hitting the food industry the hardest. Do you know how uh, I saw something like uh, six was it like 60,000 restaurants closed during the first uh, during the first thing in, in the United States? 60,000 restaurants closed or something like that. Uh, restaurant capital of the few, world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The restaurant capital of the world, New York City, is especially feeling the pain from vaccine mandates. R really? I, mm. I never would have guessed that. Never would have guessed that. I said, if you put vaccine passports into your business, you will go bankrupt. You will go bankrupt. If you follow along, you will go bankrupt. If you do not crumple up these pieces of paper and throw them in the trash, if you don't do what the Atlas Gym did in the state of New Jersey, you will go bankrupt. There was no reason for them to shut down that gym in New Jersey. The owner said, we don't care. We're going to open. They opened. The city came down there and bolted their door shut. They kicked the door open. That's their property. They reopened. The governor's office got involved and went down and boarded the place up. They went down and kicked the door open. That's what you do. You don't pay these fines. You crumple them up and you throw them in the garbage. You don't pay them. Eventually, Actually, I would, I would properly file them for the lawsuit that's going to... Well, yeah, that to, too. Yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, that's, that's, more, that's more appropriate, I think. But uh, what happens? They finally got their, if you can believe it, they finally got their senator involved, who was running for re-election, and said, okay, yeah, I'll help you out. It's not right what's being done to you. 
I'll just make your business my campaign headquarters. Then they couldn't close it. And I think, what is it now? They owe like, was it like $6 million in fines or something? Yeah, it was something, <laughs> something ridiculous. Like yeah. It's ridiculous. These people can go to hell. Go to hell. You know, go go back to the pits of hell that you came from, you losers. You, you sick losers. Uh, many describe the business in New York as a, um, they're calling it a massive drop. Uh, 60% of the, the business is down in, in Manhattan and you're calling it a massive drop. Restaurant traffic is down up to 60% in New York City. Really? Huh. 60%. Is that worth it? I'm surprised that's I'm surprised that's it. I'm surprised that's uh, it. I was New York's actually protesting. Yeah. They're actually protesting. The mm-hmm. New Yorkers are actually protesting. I can't believe there's anybody left up there, uh, but they're actually protesting. But see, that's all right. Well, if, if you get vaccinated, that's okay. That's that's fine. But now if your spouse doesn't get vaccinated, well, then that's going to be a problem. That, that's a real problem. In the state of Louisiana, I, what the hell's going on with Louisiana? What's the deal there? Seriously, what's going on down there? Louisiana, that state is blood red, except for New Orleans. What in the world is going on? What the hell's going on with Alabama? Alabama's blood red. The governor's lost her damn mind. Louisiana makes sense because remember in Katrina, they were going around confiscating people's firearms. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, again, that's New Orleans, though. You can't judge the whole state of Louisiana like that. It's a big population center there. Yeah. I mean, well, not as much as the people didn't. The people didn't rise up against them when they were doing that kind of n- nonsense. So uh, it, it's yeah. no surprise that they think they can continue with it. Mm-hmm. Louisiana is the first in the nation. And I haven't actually seen this in uh, I haven't seen this anywhere else at all. I haven't seen this anywhere else. The Louisiana health system is going to find employees with unvaccinated spouses. Um, that's 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 beyond anything I've seen thus far. Hell, I don't even think the Australians are doing that. That's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the largest health system in Louisiana will start fining employees hundreds of dollars a month if they're married to an unvaccinated person. <laughs> married to an unvaccinated. OK. All right. Don't take my word for this. OK. But we already know this. I'm just going to play this uh, again here real quick. I- I'm just going to play this. This is the director of of the CDC, the script reader, Rochelle Walensky on Wolf Blitzer two days ago. Um, Our vaccines are working exceptionally well. They continue to work well for Delta with regard to severe illness and death. They prevent it. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. So if you're Uh going home to somebody who has not been vaccinated, to Uh somebody who can't get vaccinated, somebody Uh who might be immunosuppressed or a little bit uh, frail, somebody who has um, uh, comorbidities that put them at high risk, I would suggest you wear a mask in public indoor settings. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, um, yeah, first of all, that's just lunacy. The second thing, okay, you're going to go home. So she's describing this exact situation. She is describing this exact situation. If you're if you're vaccinated, you're going to go home to an unvaccinated person. The vaccines do not stop transmission. So why would you go get one? Why would you go get if it doesn't protect you? Why would you go get one? That makes no sense. You're still going to have to lock down. You're still going to have to mask. You're still going to have to do this and go through this hoop and go through that hoop. You're still going to have to take vaccine passports. You're going to have to get the booster jab, which, by the way, on that point, the third booster jab or the the third one that they're now calling fully vaccinated, that is Mm -hmm. not a different booster that they've come up with. That's just another dose of what you've already had. That's all that is. I also want them to point out what is the comorbidity they were talking about there? The highest comorbidity. They don't seem to tell you what that one is because that requires you to have a healthy lifestyle. The, 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 the number one comorbidity with this is obesity. What, why aren't they telling us, uh, talking about that? I mean, you had an entire year you could have had people 
you know, exercising, changing their diet. Gyms are closed. Living a healthier lifestyle. Gyms are closed and now you need vaccine passports to get into them. And quite frankly, with the way that the way that these these uh, vaccinated people, you know, quote vaccinated, the way that these vaccinated people are falling over dead and sick. I don't want to be around them. I I really don't want to be around them. I'm not I'm not joking. I I hate to say that, but uh, that's that's exactly what Dr. Robert Malone talked about. He says it's the vaccinated that are. he says this is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The vaccinated are creating the risk. That's not me saying that. That's the inventor of mRNA vaccines. That's him saying that. Oh, let me guess. He's a crazy he's a crazy nut. Uh, He's an anti-vaxxer, anti-science, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's what he is. Yeah. Now, if you are a, uh, a spouse of a health system employee in the state of Louisiana, well, you're not going to get fined. The reality is the cost of treating COVID-19 is particularly for patients requiring intensive care is expensive. And we spent more than $9 million on COVID care for those who are covered on our health plans over the last year. That was the CEO of Oxner, uh, Oxner Health, uh, Warner Thomas. Oxner Health will start charging employees $200 per month or $100 per pay period. They'll just take it right out of your check. That's what they'll do. They'll just take it right out of your pay. Um, If their spouse or partner is unvaccinated, the spousal COVID vaccine fee is what they're calling it. Spousal COVID vaccine. It's a fee. Yeah, it's a tax there. Uh, Will begin in 2022. Yeah, see, they're not going to bother you with it now. They'll just do it later. Well, if it's such a big deal, if it's such an emergency, well, why not do it now? It's the same thing with these mandates. Oh, we're going to do this uh, by the... uh, uh, what what did Andrew say? You need it. You need it done by uh, November twenty second. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Now that I think on it, you need it done by by November, the end of November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the DOD mandates they say you need at least one by October eighth of one of those vaccines, and you need the other one by if you're doing the Pfizer one, you need it by October eleventh. Isn't that the same date that Andrews gave down in uh, down in Australia? It's almost like they're following a plan. See, they have their marching orders. They have to hit their timelines. They're on a timeline to do this. Now, who's giving them that timeline? I don't know. I don't know. But they're all saying the same thing, but they're not collaborating in the open with each other. Each country has been isolated and shut off from another, but they're all saying the same thing. They're all following the same time schedule. Why? Pandemics don't have time schedules, ladies and gentlemen. You don't say we're going to have this. We're going to have this in place by. Uh, or you got to have it done by the end of November. How in the hell do you know, as as some pathetic politician or some public health clipboard thumping idiot, how do you know what in the world a pandemic is going to do from one day to the next? You don't. You don't. Just like the health and human services director, who is not a doctor and has no degree in any kind of scientific field. Just saying. Of course, neither am I, but I'm not in a position like that to be making decisions. Just thought you'd like to know the types of people we're sitting here and we're uh, we're listening to. They say, uh, back to Louisiana here, they say that this is not a mandate. Now, see, Bruce, this is not a mandate. This is not a mandate for your spouse to get vaccinated, uh, even though you're still going to have to pay it. It's not a mandate. Uh, This is not a mandate as non-employed spouses and domestic partners can choose to select a health plan outside of Auctioner Health offerings. The fee only applies to domestic partners or spouses. Okay, hold on a minute. This is not... Okay, so I thought this was like a hospital or something. If you work for like a hospital or something. No, this is if you're with that insurance company. So if you have health insurance, if you have private health insurance through this company and you don't do it, they're going to charge you? That's that's disgusting. 
That is disgusting. I'd be dropping that health insurance company as quickly as possible. As quickly as possible. Yeah, but they've said that about all the other um, restrictions that they've put in place. It's not a mandate. And then what do they do? They strong arm you into getting the vaccine. Either either you get the vaccine or you have no freedoms. You, you have no liberties. You, you can't make your own decisions for your own health and safety. You, you, you have to think of the greater populace. You have to get the vaccine because, well, you live in a society now. Yes. Yeah, right. All COVID passes in Israel are about to be declared invalid. See, this is what's coming here, if you don't believe it. Now, here is how they say to get a new one. From Sunday, so two days ago, all green passes... That's what they have in Israel. All green passes currently in use will expire and Israelis eligible for new ones must get them reissued. Well, how can they get it? Well, you have to go online, you have to register, and then you have to go get a third booster of exactly what you've already had, which doesn't protect you. It doesn't stop you getting it, doesn't stop you spreading it. But the people that like, I mean, it's just it's it's like it's like the um, it's like the Chinese woman, uh, the the, uh, the Chinese, uh, the CCP operative, Dr. Liana Wen on CNN. Do you remember when she said on Chris Cuomo, well, what's the carrot going to be? Well, then, what, what are we going to use to get people to take the vaccines? Uh, lady, you don't need them. I hate to tell you that. You don't need them. That's the whole point of this. The carrot and the stick. Well, you keep trying to get that carrot. You keep going to get that carrot. You're in the system. You're sick. You're dying. And then they say, oh, I'm sorry. You just you, you didn't you didn't make it. Uh, but thanks. Thanks for all your uh, thanks for all your insurance money. Uh, we appreciate that. Sorry, you're dead now. Oh, you don't believe that. You don't believe that. Former Notre Dame professor who said, damn the unvaccinated, dies two weeks after receiving her third COVID shot. Damn the unvaccinated. She got her third one. She's dead. This is exactly what Dr. Yaden warned about. You start taking these boosters, you'll be dead from toxicity. Now, there is no uh, explanation as to her death, but uh, I'm sorry, you die 14 days after taking uh, a third one. What do you think it could be? I'm just saying. Orlando, Florida, Florida Notre Dame professor who routinely attacked unvaccinated people as selfish passed away after she received her third COVID-19 vaccine dose. 67 year old Car Karen, her name's Karen, <laughs> just that's just coincidence, I'm sure, uh, received mm -hmm. her mm -hmm. first Pfizer COVID jab on January 13th of 2021. This is her tweet. Just got my first dose of the vaccine. Never been happier to be old. Now let's get these vaccines rolling for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, let's get everybody jabbed because that's science, you see. That's science. See, th this is a person that's supposed to know better. They're an educator, supposedly. They're an educator. They're the ones that are supposed to think. But in this scenario, the, the, the problem with that is, um, okay, you get someone to do something, okay? And in the moment, they think what they're doing is good. It's right. But then you, you, you present them with data that shows that they're wrong. They're not going to want to admit they're wrong, especially in the scenario of a vaccine. They don't want to admit the, the wrong because they've taken the injection, which means it's going to directly affect them. So they want to try to deny that and convince themselves because far less stress and fear involved with uh, uh not thinking you're, you know, not thinking about the consequences like uh, of getting the double jab. I mean, the, the, the health risks are there, but people would rather not see that. They would rather, oh, no, you need to get the vaccine because if you get COVID, you'll die. They would rather that because they've already been jabbed now. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. It's easier to fool people than to convince people that they've been fooled. And that follows along with exactly what you're saying. April 9th, she tweeted the following. 
She said that she had zero side effects after receiving her second Pfizer jab. She said neither John nor I, I'm assuming that's her husband, neither John nor I had problems with the second Pfizer shot except sore arms. We knew somebody, I think they took, was it the Pfizer they took? Same person, I'm not going to mention names, same person who said that they had already made their hotel arrangements and they were getting, they already made their pub arrangements. And they were going to, I think the only side effect they had was a sore arm, but they were down for a few days after the first one. The second one, they just had a sore arm. I think that's what it was. Yeah, something like that. Did they ever go on that trip? I don't remember. I don't know. Probably, probably couldn't because I think they still have lockdowns in that country. I'm not sure. Uh, I was reading yeah. about uh, one part of that uh, country. They're still locked down. And we were speaking to that individual a couple of days ago. And I said, he's, he said he was out playing football. And I said, were you socially distant? He says, no, why? We were all vaccinated. Uh-huh. Yeah, the narrative hasn't hit over there yet. It hasn't changed. I, yet. There was actually a, a fun story that he talked about uh, going to the theater. And it was something like you can only buy two tickets at a time for per household or something like yes. that because of the COVID yes. restrictions. Yeah. You so he ended up not being able to take the, his kids with him. Yeah, so, he couldn't yeah. take the kids with him because yeah. it, because they couldn't couldn't get enough tickets. And he's like, that's just that's just stupid. And I'm like, buddy, you can't do what they tell you to do and get out. Of this. It's like it doesn't doesn't work like that. They, they've got you. They've got you cornered any, any way you go with it. So it's best to just keep yourself. Look out for yourself. Look after your family's health. And, and that's it. That's that's all you do here. Anyway. All right. Back to the uh, the uh, esteemed professor here. She got her third jab on September 7th. Uh, She said that just received my third COVID vaccine, right? That's what she tweeted on uh, September 7th. A week later, she started to have complications and cursed the unvaccinated. She tweeted the following, still waiting to see a doc, although they have run tests, still no room in the hospital or in the ER bay. PA announcement just said that ER could not accept more patients. This is a big hospital. Damn the unvaccinated. They've made life hell for a lot of people. You're vaccinated, lady. You're vaccinated. She tweeted that a week after. So September 14th, She a week after she got her third one. She said her cardiologist tried to admit her to the hospital, but there were no rooms because of COVID. How do you think it's going to be going into this cold and flu season? Yeah, I I don't believe that statement, though, that there was no rooms due to COVID. Yeah, because we talked, uh, like, GP was in the hospital down there, and he says, like, nurses were coming over and talking to me because they had nothing else to do. So, yeah. She tweeted this again on September 14th. Welcome to the reality of the COVID crisis in Florida. My cardiologist tried to admit me to the hospital, but there are no rooms because of COVID. I had to go ER routes. This place is teeming, and the waiting room stretches into the hallways. Wait for some is 15 hours. Get the damn vaccine. Denying all the way up until the end. All the way up until the end is what she did. September 14th, she said that. Two weeks after her third jab, she passed away. According to her obituary, uh, she died of cancer-related complications. And of course, all of the uh, the tweets came in after that from former students and things, you know, oh, it's horrible news. And uh, she inspired a generation of students and blah, blah, blah. She inspired a generation of students. <laughs> Goodness. It, it could be accurate, actually. She could have died from cancer complications because for the longest time, cancer treatment was canceled because that's technically True. an elective surgery. True. So but she wasn't it, even it acknowledging may have that. Been. She wasn't even acknowledging right. that. She was just no, saying, well, damn the unvaccinated, damn the unvaccinated, get the damn vaccine. That's all she was saying. She was committed to that. Yeah. Ignoring all the, the studies and stuff we've seen out of other countries that have shown that it's what, 70 percent of the people in the in the hospital are vaccinated at least once. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't I don't understand. At some point, you, you notice you notice what they haven't done yet. Any of the establishment, you notice what they haven't done yet. They haven't come out any of them. They've never even hinted 
to the fact that the vaccines don't work. You notice they've not done that. They've never said that. And they will not say that. They will not say it because that would be an admission of failure on their part. Now, think about this. If they were to come out and publicly say uh, the vaccines don't work, if they actually said those words, sorry, the vaccines don't work, people would stop taking them. And the people that took them would then have to have the regret of taking them. At least some of them would. Others like this this lady, I mean, they're, they're committed to the end. I, I heard somebody describe it once. The question to this situation was once, when are these people going to wake up? And the answer I heard was very simple. And it is this way. When you get somebody brainwashed this deep into a cult, they don't wake up. You don't get them out of it. They don't have that moment of understanding at all. Unfortunately, even if the doctor pulls that white sheet up over their head, they don't have that moment of understanding. They'll never come to it. They'll take that belief to the end. They will stay committed to that. Like I said, what does a cult always do? It always kills their followers. Always. There are no exceptions. Okay, Dr. Fauci talking about the uh, two-a-day pill that's now going to be uh, uh, coming out from, uh, I think it's Merck. They're doing, basically, they've taken ivermectin. They've literally taken ivermectin, which is pennies. Not the apple-flavored paste you get from Tractor Supply. That's not what I'm talking about that's for horses. I'm talking about the one that's approved for human use. That's the one I'm talking about. Ivermectin, it it won a Nobel Peace Prize for it. It did, yeah. Was it 2016? Something like something that. Like yeah. that. It, it, yeah. yeah. So they've basically taken something that's now going to cost you probably six hundred or seven hundred dollars for a thirty day supply. <laughs> but now Fauci says, uh, "Yeah, uh, you're going to have to take uh, the two a day pill and the vaccines." <laughs> we knew this was coming, right? Listen to this. This is Fauci on uh, on CNBC. Whether significantly or, or at the margin, lower the need for those who are fighting against getting vaccinated, refusing to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Does it reduce the need for them to get vaccinated? Uh, in my opinion, as a public health person, absolutely not. No, it no. is always <laughs> better no. to not get infected uh-huh. than to get infected and rely on um, a drug to protect you from getting uh, advanced disease. I mean, so it just doesn't make any sense to say it doesn't matter. I get infected. I get a drug. No drug do? by any means is 100 yeah. percent effective. Yeah. And look at the study that went what into study? the Merck drug. It's a quite good. Uh, uh, it's result. ivermectin which is a 50% protection. So a 50% decrease in the in the incidence of getting into a severe situation requiring hospitalization and may leading to death. Remember, there were people on the treatment arm who actually did not have a successful result. The best way to avoid getting into a hospital is to don't get infected. The uh-huh. best way to not get infected is to get vaccinated. But you can still get infected. Dr. Fauci, you guys have been pushing the vaccine, and, and I obviously understand why I, I'm vaccinated, but I also have COVID, and it's spread through my entire family in oh. the past few weeks. That's why I'm doing the show oh. from home today. And I, and I just wonder about the public messaging around vaccinations. Three vaccinated people got COVID in my house, two unvaccinated children got it. Are, are you right. too casual about the limitations of the vaccine? No. Because are you a liar? It does feel to me that that these breakthroughs are happening. They're happening regularly. 
And we haven't really seen the government pay that much attention to them or warn about them too much. The bottom line is we were still able to get it and transmit it. Thank God right. we're not in the hospital. I get it. I'm, I'm vaccinated. But oh, thank God. She sounds really sick. Oh, yeah, she sounds – well, she's that. asymptomatic. Yeah. Oh, yes, I am. We have. And we've said that. And let me just give you the science. Yeah, give it to facts. us. Give, give, give us the science. If you are an unvaccinated <laughs> person, uh-huh. you have five times the likelihood of getting infected. Oh, 11 okay. times the likelihood of being hospitalized. Okay. Uh-huh. And 11 times the likelihood of dying oh. compared to someone who's been vaccinated. But so where are the unvaccinated the people dying? Showing the benefit uh-huh. of vaccines is incontrovertible. Is if it? you look at the people who have died from COVID 19, uh-huh. overwhelmingly, 90 plus percent of them are unvaccinated. Oh, for God. Vaccination <laughs> protects you against severe disease. And even when you get breakthrough infections, because oh, remember, no vaccine is 100% protective. But what we do know is that if you get vaccinated and get a breakthrough infection, you are much less likely of getting a severe outcome. It is much oh, more God's likely sake. that you, in fact, would either be without symptoms or be mildly symptomatic. So you should not confuse the very important data that Uh we now have a drug Uh that can diminish hospitalization and death by 50%. You should not confuse that with With the overwhelming benefits of the protection Uh of vaccines. Those should not be confused. All right. But it doesn't stop you from getting it or getting it. All right. I just, I can't take any more of that. Yeah. What a load of, uh, um, So his statistics that he was quoting there, uh, the, the science, the numbers and all that. The data. That, it's, it's, ir- it's irrefutable. It's incontrovertible. It's solid. Yeah. yeah. That, that data might have been true for the alpha variant, but we have, what, two dozen other variants that the CDC is, is actively watching? Uh, so I, 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 don't, I don't know how they're still uh, pushing that narrative legally, it just, just from a legal standpoint. Uh, because the the vaccines don't work against the other variants. Uh, in fact, uh, like we were saying earlier, the the Delta variants it's, it's only thirty some percent effective against it. That means it doesn't work. That means the majority of people that are vaccinated will get get the Delta variant. So his arguments are null. I mean, the majority of cases now are infected with Delta currently. Are vaccinated and. It, well, not not only are they vaccinated, but just the cases in general. Majority of them currently are Delta variant. And we have other variants that are that are popping up, like the Mu variant. The Mu variant completely evades the the vaccines a hundred percent. Like the vaccines do absolutely nothing versus the Mu variant. But they don't talk about that. They don't bring that up. They don't point that out. They keep quoting numbers from the Alpha variants. And Is you it because- have studies and papers out there from other countries that have millions. We we off recording. We're watching um, uh, uh, Rand Paul talk about it, and the yeah. the, the Israeli paper. Yeah. They have millions. Two hundred. That, that they no, were two point five million. Sorry, two two point five million. Yeah, they did the study on. So and, and it showed that the vaccines don't work. That the majority of the people that were were being hospitalized were vaccinated. So no, his narratives don't work. Ninety percent. It, the, the numbers they keep quoting to us is like uh, there's only, what, 80 million left or something like that uh, left to be vaccinated. That means that every single person in the hospital would have to be unvaccinated. 
and only unvaccinated in the hospital for COVID. And that's not the case. So it, it, it doesn't add up. It doesn't play. No, it doesn't. But I mean, you can't even I, I'm sitting here. I'm trying to think about how I could make the argument on their behalf and saying behind the scenes and, and say, well, they just don't have a, another booster variant ready or excuse me, another booster vaccine ready for that particular variant. But that's not even what they're doing. That, that's not even what they're doing. They're not even vaccinating against a variant anymore. They're just no. they're doing the third. The Israeli health minister is out today saying people need a fourth, a fourth. We know that's coming. We know that's coming. We know that the fourth one is in production now, but we don't know if it's any different than what people are getting already. The third one that people are being given, we know that that's not different. That's exactly what they're giving already. This is a, this is a I don't want to say it's a it's a waking nightmare, but that's what it's turning into. I mean, we're, we're in we're in la la land. We're, we're in we're in we're in hell. We're in hell. Did, did you see the uh, the Stephen Colbert thing? I played it for you. The Stephen Colbert, him dancing around. Yeah. With all the, the, the people yeah. in, in the vaccine outfits and they're doing like the yeah. um, word in the fu- I almost said it. We're in the waiting yeah. room of hell with this. You're, you're literally putting entertainment and ideology and politics ahead of common sense and reasoning and, and logic and science and data and evidence. This is this is sick. This is sick. Only the most twisted minds could contrive something this disgusting and evil. The Nazis didn't have anything on this. If they could have done something like this, oh, you damn well bet they would have. But they didn't. I mean, they did some pretty heinous things. But this is this is truly, truly sick and evil. Uh, And speaking of sick and evil, Twitter, who is currently down right now. Good, good. Their stock is also taking a six percent hit, needs to take a 60 percent hit. As far as I'm concerned, the disgusting excuse for an organization. Same thing with Facebook and all the rest of these social media companies. People are complaining all social media is not working. Good, good. You detox from that stuff for about six hours. Good. Get off of it. All right. Uh, Twitter slaps a misleading label on a family's obituary of a young 37-year-old mother who died from a COVID vaccine. She didn't want to take it, but like many people, she was coerced into doing it, and she had absolutely no underlying health conditions. You can't call this one a cancer, complicated, whatever. You can't call it a you know, obesity thing. Bruce, does this woman right here, does this woman look obese to you? This young lady right here, she look obese to you? No. Does she look no. like she has any kind of um, serious health condition that would affect her physically or anything of that nature? No. No, no. Not, not from a physical observations, no. 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 Well, first first stage in pathology is physical dissection. So, I mean, naturally, if someone has a, a health condition that would affect them physically, you would see it, right? Mm-hmm. She looks yeah. very vibrant and, and, and healthy. And yeah. the kiddos look uh, they look healthy, healthy themselves, yeah. too. So, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. genes look good. Yeah. Jessica Berg Wilson, a young mother, an exceptionally healthy and vibrant 37 year old with no underlying health conditions, passed away from a COVID vaccine induced thrombotic uh, thrombocytopenia, thrombocytopenia. Can you look that up? Yeah, that's a tough one. That's that's a new one on me. Mm. I'm assuming it's got something to do with cardiac. Blood clots. Blood clot. Uh, okay. Blood clots to form in small blood vessels throughout the body. Uh-huh. Okay. Common problem with all of these vaccines. AZ, Pfizer, J&J, all of them. Uh, by the way, the EU regulators are looking at pulling the J&J shot because of blood clots. Just... Throwing that out there. This occurred after she took the COVID vaccine that she did not want. The family posted Jessica's obituary at the Oregonian, but Twitter will not allow this information to be shared without a misleading label. 
Uh, young mother, vibrant, healthy, no underlying conditions. She took a vaccine that she didn't want. She uh, uh, she came down with complications of a uh, vaccine-induced uh, thrombotic thrombus. Yeah, okay, so it's blood clots. Uh, she did not want to get vaccinated, RIP. They put her obituary up there. Twitter slapped it with the misleading label at the bottom. You know, if, if you notice uh, the 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 label they put there says learn uh, learn why health officials consider COVID nineteen vaccines safe for most people. Uh, notice the key word there uh, in in legalese. The key word to catch is most most people, not all. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't cover all. So legally, they're covered. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't really matter because they have liability protection anyway. Not the not the uh, well, actually, the social media companies do too. Well, I mean, yeah, technically, they, they technically two thirty, yeah, yeah. That'll but get when it comes to when it comes to censoring and doing this kind of stuff, they don't they don't have protection from it. That's mm-hmm. a violation of Section two thirty. But uh, our our current administration and government does not seem to care to hold companies accountable for their uh-huh. actions. Uh-huh. Gina Carano responded to this tweet. She says, when is enough going to be enough? The vaccine is obviously not for everyone. Check the VAERS report if you can find it. Uh, that's me saying that if you can find it. It's there, but man, you've got to dig for it. She says, I know someone who passed away from the vaccine as well. A healthy 56-year-old woman. The vaccine took her out in three days. These Biden mandates are murdering these people. There will be a reckoning on the other side of this. There will be hell to pay for this. Not just to the people at the top, but all of these public health department people, all these school board, whatever, you know, you corporation people, all the rest of it. You're all going to pay for this. Do you understand? All of you. You do not get to do this and get away with it. You don't. There are certain things in life that you just don't do. There are certain lines you don't cross without consequences. You just don't do it. Now, it might take a little bit of time. It might take a a little bit of effort. But eventually, this train ride that you authoritarian scumbags all around the world are on is going to come to an end. That is going to come to an end. That train is going to get derailed and all of you are going to go down. Do you understand? All of you. The time for the doctors the nurses, public health people, politicians, whatever, if you're in these positions that are imposing this onto people, now is the time. Hear me very carefully. Hear me very clearly. If you can hear me, if you're listening, understand something. I know history. I'm not an expert. I'm not a historian, but I understand how these things work. Listen to me very carefully. If you can hear the sound of my voice and you're one of these people, now is the time to get off that bus. Now is the time to get off that bus. You will go down for this. Just following orders is not a defense. That is not a defense, and it will not save you. The system is going to throw you overboard. Do you remember all the healthcare workers last year that were heroes at this time? They were all heroes. Now they're all being thrown overboard. What do you think the ruling order is going to do to you? Your heroes, too, for carrying out their bidding at the lowest levels. You're going to get thrown overboard, too. All the police officers that are enforcing all of this, Guess what? Now they have to take it. What's happening to them? They're now being thrown overboard. Oh, they did what they were supposed to do. Now they're being phased out. The Pope mandated vaccines in the Vatican. The Swiss Guard is in the process of resigning. Those are the people that protect the Pope, by the way, if you didn't know, because they won't take it. And I doubt very seriously that any of these people that are making any of these rules in any of these institutions and political positions are actually taking anything. I doubt that very seriously. Dianne Feinstein, Senator Dianne Feinstein, the woman who's been caught more than, I don't know, half a dozen times violating her own COVID rules and regulations and everything else that that that's evil, evil creature hands down. 
she introduced a bill on the Senate floor two days ago, two days ago, Wednesday, I'm sorry, three days, Wednesday, what the hell days today? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was last week. All this stuff runs together. She introduced a bill saying that Americans shouldn't be able to travel without vaccines, without negative tests or without um, proof of recovery. Exactly what they're doing here on the European continent. It's already in place here. Vaccine passports. They're now calling for that for domestic travel. That's where it started. Just like the TSA. That's where it started. It's in the airports. They'll take it where they can get it and then they'll move it in other places. But as I said, now is the time to get off that bus. Or as we like to say, you need to start turning state's evidence. You need to, because a day of reckoning is coming. And when that reckoning starts, you will not be saved. The system will not save you. Do you understand? New Zealand is abandoning the policy of zero COVID. Do you remember they, they pulled the same thing the Aussies were doing? Oh yeah, no, zero COVID. We, we can't have any cases. Zero cases. Are you, are you people insane? That's a, that's a loaded question. Don't answer. That's rhetorical. New Zealand has announced, man, I just, you know what? I almost can't even, I almost can't even go over that. Bruce, I can't even look at this. <laughs> that's just, I, I, yeah. I had that pulled up earlier. This is, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jacinda, uh, Ard- what, the crackhead, whatever her name is. Yeah. And really, I, I'm not, I'm not being hyperbolic or anything. I'm not, I'm not saying that as a, as a hyperbole. There's actually video of her out there smoking crack. Okay, I'm just saying, you know, that that's a junkie right there. That's a compromised junkie. And if you look at that photo right there, that's a crackhead. That is a that is a person with a substance abuse problem and needs rehab and needs to be taken out of that position. That's what that is right there. That photo is so telling of somebody. You know what somebody looks like that they have a substance abuse problem? This right here. I had to actually close this page down earlier because I was just sitting here and I physically said, oh, God, no, get it off my screen. It's that bad. It's that bad. This cretin that tells you don't talk to your neighbors. New Zealand has announced this dropping its controversial zero COVID policy after numerous critics pointed out that such an approach to eliminating the virus was impossible. <laughs> what uh, what divine intervention did you geniuses have to figure that one out? Prime Minister uh, Jacinda Ardern made the announcement earlier today during a press conference in which she acknowledged that the return to zero has been extremely difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it has. It's been difficult for you. You people are arresting people in New Zealand for chicken smuggling, for God's sake. That's, Bruce is laughing. That's, he's, he's laughing and he's got his fingers over on the bridge of his nose. That's what they're doing. They, they, this is how ridiculous this is. She says, we have caught a long tail that has been more like a tentacle that has been difficult to shake. I would imagine, lady, that you are the tentacle that is difficult to shake. You are the tentacle. Critics have repeatedly asked how the country expected to maintain a zero COVID policy given the emergence of new variants of the virus and decreasing efficacy of the initial round of vaccinations. I thought that New Zealand had that place under control. Do you remember last year about this time? Zero COVID. We got no new cases. No new cases. Then they had one case pop up and it put like two million people back in lockdown. They locked down Auckland and pretty much everywhere else. Then they said, you've got to have a vaccine or you can't come out of your house. Now she's saying that the only way forward is a vaccine policy, meaning that's that's straight out of Bill Gates. All right, just if you didn't know, the only way forward is through a vaccine policy. That means you're going to get vaccine passports. That's what that means. So if they say that that's the only way out, well, then that's what you're going to get. That's really about all I had today. I mean, there's uh, there's some stuff here about uh, the Chinese economic market. They're having their Lehman Brothers moment. That's what's going on over there. So we know that that's coming. I wanted to talk some about the uh, the Internet outages. We can talk about the, the, the Chinese thing that's now spreading. Right. The, the Chinese financial crisis, that's now spreading to like the energy sector and other things. But and I do want to that's talk not about a financial that. crisis, though, with the energy sector. No, it, with the energy sector, it's not. They don't have enough. Yeah. 
Well, that's okay because, uh, well, they'll just mine the coal in Australia. They also had a problem with, uh, I don't know, what was it, like sanctioning coal barges from Australia? No, something They wouldn't let them dock or something like that. Do you remember that? Wouldn't let them yeah. dock. Yeah. Um, you kind of did it to yourself. You kind of did it to yourself. Just saying. Now, if you've got three provinces right now that are going to be out of electricity and heat until next spring, that's going to be a little bit of a problem. Oh, and, you know, just by sheer coincidence, there was a large raw material processor in Shanghai today that I just exploded. Uh, and, and the whole thing went up in flames. It was total loss. Uh yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, and many of the districts that are low on power, they're doing a green light, red light kind of a scenario to where uh, the uh -huh. three zones, you got the green, yellow, and red. Uh -huh. Green, you're you're uh, free to operate normally. Uh, yellow, you're uh, four days a week. And red, you have to completely shut down. Um, mm -hmm. Most places uh, that, that are manufacturing, uh, they're in the yellow if not red. So, so is that um, include like Shenzhen and all the places, you know, that's the place that makes phones and tablets and flat yeah. screen TVs uh, we're, and we're, all the rest of it. Yeah. Steel, everything, like everything's going to start seeing uh -huh. shortages coming up. There, There's predictions out that um, Christmas, you're actually going to start seeing shortages for like toys and those, those types of things for, uh, so if you have little ones that don't understand what's going on, um, you know. Just say, Welcome to globalization. They'll understand, right? Yeah. Welcome to the new normal. Yeah. Welcome to being dependent on another nation sold out by a bunch of pathetic politicians and corrupt finance capital. That's what you can explain to your children that won't have anything to open on Christmas this year if you are indeed in that position. I would start buying Christmas gifts now. I heard that yeah. the other day. If you want to buy Christmas gifts for your family, buy them now so you know that you have them. And UPS, FedEx... U.S. Postal Service, all the rest of it, those are all going to see disruptions too. They're saying, UPS, they're saying, if you want to have something by Christmas, if it's a big order, buy it now. That way you know you're going to get it. Uh, I was listening to somebody the other day who has a uh, small business. They're in Florida. They have a big supply shipment that was coming across country. It was coming from California to Florida. Well, it made it. The container made it. It was a single container. Container made it, and it was sitting on the dock at UPS. And they're sitting there waiting on this. They're waiting like two, three, four days. And they've got orders to fill too, right? This is part of the logistical supply line. They've got orders to fill too. And the customers are starting to call saying, hey, wait a minute, we've placed our orders. What's going on? It says, I, I'm happy to send them out. I'm happy to expedite everything, but I don't have the product myself. I'm still waiting on it. So he rings up UPS. UPS says, yeah, it's out there on the dock, but um, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get to it. And he says, you know what? Put it on the dock. Give me the call tag on it. And I will be down there in two hours to pick it up. So he went down to get it himself. That's what's happening now. It's October. That's what's happening now. Get your Christmas orders in now while you still can. Internet outages. We can talk a couple of minutes on that. Um, everything right now, uh, and I know people or listeners are probably experiencing internet outages. Everything right now, as far as I know, right now we're seeing Facebook is down. Twitter is down. All the peripherals of, of uh, Facebook, you know, WhatsApp, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, they're all down. Spectrum is down in the U.S. T-Mobile is down. Uh, in the U.S. and in Germany, I believe uh, Verizon is, or at least some of their uh, mobile services are down. Verizon is down in the U.S. AT&T is down. Xfinity, Google, Oculus, Telegram is now experiencing problems. Uh, and the uh, the Internet is now starting to slow in a lot of places. Uh, what was it the dear old Klaus said? Something about a cyber pandemic? Uh, some, something about that? They're going to hit you with something like this, and, and then there'll be a disruption to... Um, 
your hospital services. I think, isn't, is that what he said? You know what? I, I've got that right. We haven't played this in a while. Listen to this. This is Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum talking about a cyber pandemic. Now we're starting to see all these things happen to online services, right? Take a listen to this. But still pay insufficient attention uh-huh. to the frightening scenario uh-huh. of a comprehensive cyber attack, uh-huh. which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, mm-hmm. transportation, mm-hmm. hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. To use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons the cybersecurity mm-hmm. community can draw and improve our preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. Now, dear old Klaus said that last year. Now, was he a prophet? I don't think so. I don't think so. Now, all of a sudden, all this is happening. I don't buy it. I, I don't buy it. I don't buy this is by chance. Oh, yeah. Big, big cyber attack. Give me a break. Give me a break, Klaus. You think people aren't paying attention? We are. We have been. They have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. He said, imagine bringing a complete halt to your transportation services, your hospital services. How are they going to do that now? Well, they're firing all the healthcare workers, aren't they? That don't take their vaccine and do what they're told. There's your disruption to your health services. I remember that we were saying here well over a year ago, we were talking about social credit. I said, massive unemployment's coming. It's coming. It's starting in the health sector. Now, now they're they're spreading it to your insurance providers. At the same time, you've got certain places, certain sectors of it are starting to fight back. Airline CEOs are now coming out and saying, uh, we got to stop all this stuff. There's no reason because the, the airlines are about to go bust. All the airlines are about to go bust everywhere. All those people are going to be out of jobs. All of them are going to be out of jobs because you need COVID passports to get onto planes in a lot of countries. They're now saying you don't need these border restrictions for this COVID stuff anymore. It's pointless. It's ridiculous. You've got certain Australian corporations that are now coming out and fighting back. The CEOs are saying the ones that are not on board are coming out saying, you know what? We're just going to have to live with this COVID thing. We're just going to have to live with it because we can't afford to do this anymore. Uh, It's just it's killing our business and and we're going to go under. Are they going to get listened to? The answer is no. The answer is no. These governments and the people that are giving them their marching orders are showing no signs of stopping. They are not budging at all. We're out there protesting in the streets. We're in Paris. We're in we're in Rome. We're in Milan. We're in New York. We're in Los Angeles. We're in Chicago. We're in Berlin. We're in Frankfurt. We're in Dresden. We're in uh, London and and Catalonia and and we're in Madrid and, and all the rest of it. They're not budging. They're doubling down. They're not moving. It'd be one thing if they were saying, "Okay, look, you know, we we tried this covid passport thing. All right. You know, it's no hard feelings. Let's uh, let's just open up. They're not doing any of that. They're not even admitting, as I said earlier, they're not even admitting that these things don't work. They're they're not even admitting that at all. Again, they're doubling down on that. Bruce, you look like you're never wrong. Yeah, they're never never wrong. wrong. No, they're never wrong. Okay. um. But yeah, anyway, the Internet outages, uh, that's not a coincidence. If you think that that's just happening by chance, it's not. It's not. I assure you. I assure you that's that's not happening by chance. A lot of people like the main story right now. A lot of people are saying the main story right now is because oh, that's because the whistleblower came out on 60 Minutes because of Facebook. (laughs) Give me a break. How the hell does that make any sense? How does how does that make any sense? 
that, you that could, makes no you sense. You could write it off. You could write it off as someone like uh, uh, a hacker group um, going in together and saying, "Okay, the stuff that Facebook is doing is a bit sketchy. It's a bit bad. So we're going to DDoS them." I mean, it could be something like that. I could see them trying to push it off as that, I, but it, it it almost seems like they're kind of strong arming them, going, "Look, you you guys want to you guys want to do this? We're gonna we're gonna." cut back on your service you know if you're gonna whistle blow i don't know it it, it kind of seems like a little bit of a it does seem a bit convenient for that to go down about the same time that you have a whistleblower all right uh did you have anything else you wanted to touch on today before we uh before we called it quits uh yeah just wanted uh to remind people that um the supreme court is um supposedly going to start hearing uh cases again and we're going to have a case that might throw into question roe v wade Okay, I read something about uh, the Roe v. Wade thing. Something came out about that uh, a while back. Uh, When I say a while back, I'm talking like middle of last week sometime. The supposed aborted baby that that case was based on never actually happened. So everything that we've based, everything that we've based Roe v. Wade on, everything that's the abortion ruling, everything that Roe v. Wade was based on, that the Supreme Court ruled in favor of, was all based on false pretenses. It was all a lie. And the other thing, the the family that was, um, you know, argued the case there and Mm -hmm. was pushing for it later resented their fight and apologized and in a sense converted to Christianity. So, Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be fun times ahead, my friend. All right, uh, we are going to have to go because we're out of time. Actually, we ran over a few minutes, but that's all right. It's great to be back in after the uh, couple of days off. I was actually bored yesterday. Can you believe it? I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there and I was like, twiddling my thumbs. I'm like, this is kind of boring when we're not actually podcasting, you know? I mean, some yeah. days it's nice, but uh, other days it's like, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, man, I really need a break. I need a break. And then when we have a break, I'm like... This kind of sucks, you know? What, what do I do with myself What am I supposed now? to do? Yeah. I actually yeah. went to bed early, and I'm like, all right, whatever. For those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram page, get over there and get signed up to us. We put out all of our podcasts we do every day. We also put out an exclusive podcast early for our Telegram subscribers at the end of every week. Uh, so be sure and get signed up to us over there so you get that content early. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we'd appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcast, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we'd appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.